Microphone check, microphone check. Okay, listen. We talked for like probably what, like twenty minutes to start about this. I'm 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 pumped about this topic because I like learning and I'm okay being wrong. Like if you, whoever's met me, they know I'm not scared of being wrong. And I admit I was wrong about NFTs. I'm not here to sell you NFTs though. I'm not here to fucking push something that you don't wanna that you don't wanna do. I'm not here to like, you know, this isn't like a, a, a scheme, okay? Nope. But I'm here with Jay Halo. Jalo. Jalo? I saw the Jay Halo and I'm like, <laughs> yo, that name's ill as shit. And this, I, I feel bad sometimes because like a lot of people I meet like once or twice. And so I have to like figure out like, okay. The spelling? That's obviously a nickname. <laughs> or like, or, or oh, that's a name that I haven't heard, you know, haven't seen before. So I have to like kind of guess, <laughs> even though I should just be like, yo, how do you pronounce this? That's the funny thing. Like everybody actually pronounces it like that, but it's French and African. It looks like a, it looks like a, um, well, well like when you said you're a producer, it looks like a producer name. Like, yeah. It's Jay actually Halo's my name. cold ass producer name. Okay. I was like, <laughs> why not go by it? It's on, it fits me and it's actually my real name as well. So it's like. Yeah. Why not? So is, is it so French and African? Because you said you're from Liberia. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I got a friend. I was. I'm mad at him. I, I mentioned. You know, he's he's from uh, Rwanda. We called him Victor for months, no years at this point. And one day, my dad goes, "Oh yeah," and I was talking to Victoire, and I'm like, "Who's that?" And he's like, "Victor." I'm like, "So the next time I saw him, I'm like, yo." <laughs> you're saying you've name. been letting me call you by the wrong name for three years. He's like, nobody can pronounce. I'm like. Dog, I grew Victoire? up in Hawaii. I've heard these different names. Mm. Like you don't have to. That's the funny thing about Africans, man. It's like our there's that uniqueness in our names. It's all based off accents. Okay. So if you don't have like the French based names, if you don't have the French accent, you pronounce it different. You think you're pronouncing it wrong, but you're just pronouncing it with how you originally speak and read and write. Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. So I feel like. That. Like when you look, when I look at it, Jalo, J H A, the Jalo. That's that's, how, I guess, with my accent in it, it'll sound different. But like when most people see it, it's J. Hello. Right. I think that's it's funny because like when you listen to Wale, one of his first songs, he goes, "My name's Wale. Don't say Wale." And like I remember, people were like, "Yo, you heard this whale guy? Dude's dope." Man. <laughs> like, and now like I, it's 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 dope because when you look at how quickly. African, and it's, I don't like saying African because it's like a whole continent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, it's like when people say Asian, it's like, okay, but like where? Korea, Japan, China, like what are you talking about? Right. Like, same with Africa. But when you look at how far African culture, like specifically African culture, has pushed like Jadena, um, mm. uh, WizKid, mm. I, to a point, guys like Stormzy, like kind of, I guess, because, you know, they, they like can trace it like directly back to like, oh, my dad or my granddad or whatever but when you see like how quickly african culture has pushed it in movies and music it's dope to see like this whole continent just being like okay cool our turn now our <laughs> turn now know? and it's the like even at the dispensary right now um since i'm like one of i'm the agm now oh I, nice. I get to play my music so I, when I go in, I just turn on the Afro station on Pandora, and you walk in, you'll probably hear Wizkid playing. You'll probably hear some uh, Burner Boy playing in the background. Burner Boy, that's what I was thinking. That, that was the and last year. Like, I, I could not remember his People name. walk in, Boy. and then they're like, oh, what's the name of this song? And I'm like, oh, this is the name of the song. Uh, no, it's 
this is all the information or you can just record it and you know get it on your phone whatever it is people never really understood how far music can be pushed yeah and that's why i love nfts because this gives artists full profit no yeah. middleman no i gotta give you a percentage for doing this you do the artwork i pay you your this is your cost set price we're done now if i want to sell a thousand copies of this i can right kind of like i sold let's say jay-z sold a million copies of the cds right jay-z can sell a million copies of nfts at a different price because now he's adding artwork to it he can add merch to it mm-hmm. and he can add extra perks like like Najis did he can give people rights to his music that's the most interesting thing to me and i so I, I was just talking to my brother because my brother is a little bit too young to understand why Nipsey Hussle was a big deal. We were listening mm. to some Nipsey Hussle, and he's like, "Okay, but like, what, like, why do we care about him so much?" And it wasn't anything disrespectful. It was just like I don't get like why it's such a big deal. I'm like, cool, I'll, you know. And I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. First time I heard about Nipsey was when he released the marathon. Mm. I think it was the marathon, and he was like, "You can either spend a thousand dollars. I think it was a thousand dollars on the album, or you can download it for free." And I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? And then I read about two months later that he had a million dollars in sales. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. That's who he is. And that's who I, that's when I started following him. Because at the time, I wasn't really into hip-hop like that. I was, I was, I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but like, I wasn't listening to hip-hop. I was like in the church really, really heavy. And so coming from the church, you have very traditional ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, why wouldn't he just do it the right way? And then when I saw that, I'm like, oh, there's no right way. No. There's no, like, I mean, there's ways, obviously, you want to do it ethically. And you don't want to, like, you know, screw people out of money. Like, obviously, you know, but putting that aside, like, if Nipsey Hussle can sell a thousand copies by autographing every single CD that he did, if you remember that story, and it kind of is, that was, like, NFTs in, like, 2000, what, 2008, maybe? Like, 2009? But that kind of idea of like you can either get this for free or you can own it with a piece of the artist. Yeah, that's what really really interests me the most about NFTs. Yep, because I can tell you, you can buy Mew. Uh, you can just go on YouTube and listen to Mew. You can get a uh, uh, Muher on YouTube and just stream it for free, yeah. or you can buy the NFT. And they're like, hmm, why would I want to buy the NFT? You can buy the NFT because one, it can have some type of perk attached to it. Uh, backstage pass for my next concert. Yeah. Or, you know, um, That's cool. you get to have a sit down with me during my next session. Yeah. Or even, you know, we have a, we're just making a hundred hats for this new album that's coming out. First hundred people who buy these NFTs get the hat. There's so many ways to play around with NFTs to interact with your fans. Because now this brings in uh, humanizing the internet, right? Yeah, which You're we human- talked about. That's yep. the goal. You can humanize NFTs and really interact with your fan base heavily. And that that was the thing that made me the most upset about so many NFTs was like, UFC, what are you doing an NFT of? Mm. Like Francis Ngannou knocking somebody out, like, okay, but like, why? Like, what does this mean? Like, do we get to see how Francis trained for this? For copies, like, for companies like that, my thing is, let's say, for example, um, WWE decided they were going to put out NFTs, right? Oh, that's coming. You know, Yeah, coming. it's coming. <laughs> that's but coming. for them, I'd say, like, the best way for them to go about it is to attach some type of, uh, you know, 
backstage pass, yeah, that's you know, autograph signage, or you know, let's say season tickets. They can do that, but for shit like them, I feel like they're just gonna come out and say, give you like a baseball card type of thing. exactly, and that's what I saw. That you and buy- it, it sucks because the loudest voices are the ones that kind of run how everything works, and so when I think when a lot of people see that. They're like, that's fucking stupid. Why would Why I do would that? Just go buy a baseball card. Right. And then when you hear, well, it's a non-fungible token. Okay, but what does that mean? Like, the idea that being... I feel like what big companies are doing is they're trying to, like, shift the narrative behind NFTs. So, like, they can... They know the potential uh, small artists have with this. Small businesses have with this as well. Okay. But if you allow NFTs to become as big as they become... Uh, let's say vegan restaurants, right? We're doing a pop-up at this location for all vegan food trucks. You buy this NFT, you get special access. You get to try every single thing for free. That's cool. Yeah. This is like a backstage pass. Yeah. This is your receipt. NFTs can be created with QR codes in them. All I have to do is pull out my phone. And That's scan. another thing I believe in. I'm a big believer in the QR codes. I literally, you see these things? This is one of my NFTs. The last one that I had, I had a QR code next to it. Anybody who want to network with me, all I have to do is flip my phone. That's yeah. my character. These are what I do. Scan the code if you want one. Yeah. Simple as that. That's the thing that I've been... You know, I'm so glad that, that I'm actually talking out here because I did mention... and I mentioned it. I mentioned it a couple times that, like, I'm working on a new venture. That's really all I've said about it um, called Currency Exchange. And the reason why I called it Currency Exchange is because... Um, well, two reasons. Uh, <laughs> do you remember there's a song called It Jima? It was Keith Ape. A Korean rapper. He's he's from like Seoul. No, I don't think I heard it. It's so old. It, it's got like Chief Keith, Keith A, uh, ASAP Ferg, Father. When I like, and that's when I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> you never hear from Father. <laughs> like, okay, what's like, what's bro doing? The whole collab sounds interesting. It's too. wild. But one of the lines he says, "Oh, we're gonna meet up at the currency exchange," and I was like, "Oh, dope. Okay, cool." Like, I thought it was just a dope bar, and then I went. I started traveling a lot. And that's where everybody comes together as a currency exchange. Because everybody, whether whether you like it or not, everybody's got to switch out their money. Yeah. So when you got like, hey, man, I got 100 bucks, And they're like, all right, cool. I can give you, I think it's uh, 11,000 yen now. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Mm. But like, everybody's got to be there. And so my thing is like, okay, cool. So how can we make this where everybody wants to be? Because since I travel so much, I've met people in L.A. and Atlanta and all these places, and I'm like, but how can we get these artists? Because here's my thing, right? You don't have to work from home. Or you don't have to work, like, like anywhere anymore. If you want to live, like, right now, if you wanted to, you could be, be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to sell my everything. I'm going to buy a camper van, and I'm just going to make beats and NFTs out of a van, and I'm just going to drive around the country. You could do that. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. So because... why are we having a headquarters in LA? Don't get me wrong. I love LA. Everyone who listens, you know, you know how much I love LA. I love that city. But you don't have to. You don't have to go to Hollywood anymore to no. do these things. Nowadays, there's no attachment. That's that's what been, that's been one of my biggest things. Because like financial freedom is it's big nowadays, right. and with NFTs, that gives artists that freedom. Yes. You buy your. Uh, you can buy yourself a, a bus. You get yourself a driver. And all you have to do is sell your NFTs, and then that can cover for your um, your shows, 
you can do pop-up shows and you can sell NFTs for the pop-up shows. Yep. For example, right? Let's say I go on tour with a couple of buddies of mine. Imagine if you did like an app with that too. Yeah. Or like you have your own app and it's just like you just get a notification and it's just like that's what uh Charles Gambino did. He did? Yeah, he had it so it wasn't NFTs at the time, it was a little bit beforehand. But he posted on his Instagram, like just the link to the app. Downloaded the app and it showed a video and then it said click here to buy tickets. We'll let you know when, when they come out. Mm. And me and my brothers were talking about it. We're like, all right, shit, fuck it. We clicked it, and it said, all right, you have to bring your phone. No physical tickets will be will be allowed. And that's when I was like, the fuck are we doing? Is this some sort of cult thing? And this is like 2014. And so we all walked in. They scanned it, and we all walked in, and we went to And that was the, the Pharaoh show. That's crazy, because... If NFTs were introduced around that time he did that, or if they were a thing around that time, people really, they would have understood it a lot different. Yeah, because it didn't go through Ticketmaster. No. I don't think it did. It, it, I mean, he obviously had to get the, the you know, the, the venue somehow. I don't think it went through Ticketmaster. Though. No, and if he, if even local artists now are just like small upcoming artists want to do the same thing now, they can. Yeah. All you have to do is find somebody who makes basic um, apps. Something that messages and something that has an app algorithm to it, to where you can just you click on the link and it takes you to an app. Especially, and, and what's cool now is like a lot of that two thousands era stuff that I grew up with. You know that you know I just turned twenty eight a couple weeks ago, and that like that like uh, Microsoft uh, AIM. Yeah. And like AOL and some messaging and like that aesthetic is kind of back low key. That's not a hard aesthetic to do at all. No, like you don't what? have to do these crazy. All you need is two hours on YouTube and Adobe Illustrator. Yeah. People don't realize how simple things are. Like, everything that I, I've learned in the past has all tied into this now to where if you need apps, I can pretty much make you a prototype. A website, I can create you a prototype. You want NFTs, your graphics, anywhere to your audios as well. It's all set. Yeah. And freelancers can benefit heavily off of NFTs. That's if you sell art, Easy. I painted that right there. I like it. I like it a lot. There's You know, I painted it on here. I painted it on here and I printed it up there. Okay. So for example, let's say if I wanted to sell that, I could put up five copies of it for five bucks each. Whoever buys and it. And if you're I mean, if you really, really want to, hey I'll I'll pass you the NFT and if you want a print, I can get you a print. You tell me what it is. And yeah, actually that's not a bad idea either. And if you see how like this says a thousand copies, you can set up to where if you sold, uh, if somebody wanted to resell them, they would have to buy in bulk. Instead of buying one, they can buy <laughs> this much and then resell it. Whoever the artist of that NFT is, it doesn't matter how much it's resold. They get royalties. That's the thing that I'm that interested me the most the whole time about this is getting it directly to the artist because. My skill that I realize that I have, um, and I do some like writing on the side. I I've mentioned this a few times, and I don't think anybody's found it yet. I have a secret Instagram account where I write hip hop, basically. Hmm. So I have I I don't there's only like I think 13 people that follow me. I only follow two people. That's my hint. I only follow I think one or two people, and I think 13 people follow me. Like nobody really knows about it. They haven't found it yet. I've dropped hints for a while. But, like, what I realize my skill is, is 
finding people in, in networking. So like, yes. even though I do love art and I can write and I can't like I do I design a lot of websites and stuff. I did my old websites and you know even my new ones. It's like I'm constantly updating and changing. But I notice my skill is hey you're good at talking to people and you're good at finding out about shit. Example, did you know that down the street there's the uh, Phoenix Amateur Invitational? That Vans is running a skateboarding competition for amateur skateboarders down really? the street. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, no, I, I heard about it a couple of days ago, and I thought it was next week. And then I was driving down, and I was like, oh, shit. That's this week. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, it's right there. Hmm. But what's cool about that is, like, I've, I met it in, I don't name drop on here. I will name drop offline, but I don't name drop online. I've met people who manage artists that, depending on how plugged in you are, you know who they are. Hmm. And I've met them just, like, in an Uber. Or, like, just, like, hanging out at, like, a music festival, just being like, yo, what's up? That's pretty much me. Being at the dispensary, like, people don't realize my position there. They're like, oh, you know, you just, I'm not just selling weed, bro. I'm networking heavy. You know how many artists come through to pick up for before yeah. they go to the studio? Yeah. In fact, that's where I met you. Yeah. So and like, the thing is, like, what the, the, and this is why, what, I, what I mean by humanize the internet. It would have been easy for me to just be like, oh, yeah, that's the dude who sold me weed. But no, there's a story here. Mm-hmm. Stop looking down on people. I don't get why people do that. Like, okay, I was in LA. I went to a music or uh, I went to a comedy club. Met this beautiful girl, and she was working as a waitress. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, oh, I'm in LA. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, oh yeah, shit, you see that? And um, I start talking to her, and uh, she goes, "Well, I moved out here to be an actress." Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It's a pretty common LA story. We all know that. And she had everything. She had the looks. She had, like, she everything was, like, you hit all the boxes. And I'm like, okay, so what is it? What is it that you're missing? What is mm-hmm. it that's going on? Talked for a little bit longer, and it's, like, 2 in the morning, and this diner's still open. So I'm just kind of kicking it with her. And we talked a little bit here and there. And she's just, like, she told me something that I'm never going to forget. She said, here's the thing. When you move to L.A., you have to fight everyone from L.A., and then you had to fight everyone else who moved from LA. Mm. And that's when it got me thinking like, yo, we can do this at home because yeah. like I'll show you what she looks like later and you would if you ever saw her on a movie you'd be like, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, But she had to do other stuff. She had to do like not other stuff like that, but like she she ended up as far as I know she's like a streamer now. Okay. Like she does like Twitch streaming, which cool. That's fucking dope. I actually have a friend who's doing that now, and she's making really good money off of it. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm working on, I think, I'm te- you you mentioned, you know, on the way up here, hey, are we doing a video? I want to do Twitch streaming soon. I'm testing it with a new with uh, my other podcast, okay. which, let me know if you want to be on it. It's uh, it's called Blurred Lines, and so me and a friend of mine, she's from uh, Cape Verde, actually. Hmm. Um, Let's do it. She, we watch uh, anime. We watch anime, and then we'll just talk about the anime afterwards. So we just finished... Uh, record of Ragnarok, and we're starting Super Cooks tomorrow. I finished Super Cooks like a few months ago. Yeah, I. I it's actually really good. That's why. I was, that's why I've been hearing. To make it even better, try repeating those uh, recipes. Really? If you go to a lot of the restaurants around, uh, not restaurants, uh, grocery stores, like the foreign ones, yeah. like there's a, I think one's called Lily. It's on like Fifty Ninth uh, <laughs> and Glendale. I think I know. I think I've been it's right next to that uh, gym, that Planet Fitness gym. Yes, yes. Yep. You can find a lot of those same ingredients there. Well, and that's the thing. So growing up in Hawaii, we had and I had you know Filipino neighbors, and we used to live off 
Korean food. Holy shit, man. Mm, <laughs> but, like, wow. that, you know, we... I've had a lot of that kind of stuff and, like, finding and getting plugged into those because I've, I've seen people, like, use them as, like, a field trip and it's like, no, this is what people actually eat. Yeah. Eat the fucking ube. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I love purple yam. It's so good. Like, like I go there to get all my, like, because I'm vegan, so okay. a lot of stuff I can't eat. So I go there and I'll get, like, my foreign mushrooms, like, uh, my king oysters Ooh. because they have a lot of the protein that I need. Okay. So, like, I'll go there and get a bunch of this stuff. My brother and, and my mom just switched over to eating vegan. Yeah. Yeah, they like it so far. Tell they, them to try a lot of mushrooms because they'll get most of their proteins from it. That's what they've learned. Otherwise, that's, that's what they're learning. you shrink. But that actually really in- is interesting. I watch a lot of anime myself. A lot of my um, a lot of my work, like artwork, is based off of some anime characters. So my thing was like when you look around, and this is something that this is a this is a talk that I've had with a couple people, and especially with her, is because you don't see a ton of black voices on podcasts or anything like that which is weird in my opinion because like when you look at who started like ringtone rap black people yeah it was so like shout out to soldier boy for starting a bunch of the shit that we like or like lupe fiasco or Charles gambino and i'm like so wait a minute we can create these tiktoks and vines and instagram reels but then like the money's going to somebody else yeah, what's up with that? Why are we doing that? You know, and so I'm like, no, let's get like let's get some black voices to talk to talk about anime because we love anime. <laughs> I, bro, I watch anime. It's hard for me to watch regular shows by myself. I'll sit there and I watch anime all day. Yeah, and I could do that. I barely watch TV. When I, I can do Japan, that. It was hilarious to see how many people like like black people just chilling, and I was like, yo, every dude that watches anime. That said, I'm moving to Japan one day. Is here. Fucking did it. <laughs> and they're like, you know. That's going to be me. Like, I want to go visit Japan for that. Tokyo is incredible, man. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a trip that I'm going to make. But, like, that's the thing with NFTs, bro. Like, going back to that, it's... it's There's endless possibilities. Yeah. Anywhere from, like, I got a buddy who just, uh, he just finished a project with Snoop Dogg, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and, um, he sells hooks. Amazing voice. Okay. Like, you can literally just hold your phone in front of him and record it, and it sounds like it's already gone through a compressor and everything. Okay. He's that good. And he comes to the dispensary, that's where I met him. He comes to the dispensary, he buys his weed, and I network with him. I, I was like, oh, I make music, yada, and this is some of my artwork. He's like... Get in, uh, get in touch with me. We've been talking, and it's like, I told him, you can sell your hooks as NFTs. You can make anywhere from a 10 to 50 second clip yeah. of you singing, just like the beginning, the middle, or the, the end of a certain hook on a certain beat that you can, uh, you know, uh, collab with the producer with. Yeah. Sell that for a certain price. Whoever buys it gets four rights to that hook, can use it on as many songs as they want. So, okay, and actually you brought up Snoop Dogg, which I really wanted to do because he seems like he's on it. He's on it. More than... But like, I, I know... don't understand what he means when he wants to turn Death Row into an NFT label. Mm-hmm. Here's what it is. My theory. I don't know if it's actually like factual, but this is my theory and what I believe and what I want to see happen. Mm-hmm. I want to see him, because you can actually see some of the beats that are being sold from them on OpenSea. Going from anywhere from like 50, uh, 75 to like 150 bucks. Okay. So you can That's buy not bad, actually. not at all. 
The thing is, these are probably like small, almost no-name producers who's selling their beats under his label because they're going on the death roll royalties. He's getting some of that royalties and he can distribute it how he pleases. Right. This not only gives those upcoming producers, uh, beat makers, money, but they it gives them a spot on their label as well. Uh, yeah. So, and if he does... But it would probably allow you to freelance too a little exactly. bit. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, depending on the deal that you sign, but... Knowing Snoop, I don't see him being the type of person like have you sign a contract to where you're only... I don't think Snoop signed anybody 360 deals or anything crazy. He doesn't come off as that type of person. No. And like, and then when we go to like the artist like aspect of it too, it's like I'm on the death row, but my music is being sold as NFTs. I just sold a thousand copies of this single song at $120 price, or and then all my fans who bought it, you know, now have access to this or this or this, but it gives artists the ability to make a lot of money to be able to profit you know to where we don't have so many starving artists you're on their label yes you have the backing of a label but you're you can make the money of independent artists yeah without having all those extra percentages taken out because nipsey never got signed and if nips like bro i think he has his own label actually well technically to like to release music yeah i think he had his own label but that's the same thing yg did yeah and it's smart as hell because you don't this it takes out the whole label part of everything like the music industry is going to take a major shift well and that's why like when i started currency exchange i was really really influenced by aug or odd or however the fuck asap pronounces it but it's not asap if you notice asap isn't really like bumping with asap mob anymore it's been kind of weird like he's been bumping with aug and i'm like yeah. all right cool what are the what is this and he said, this is a collective of artists. Cool. That's interesting. Let's talk about that. And then uh, PG Lane, when they were announcing that, they are like, this is a creative collective. So I'm like, yo, why do they keep saying collective? Why isn't this a label? Why isn't this a group? Mm. And what, I, what I'm starting to see now is like, because not everybody's a rapper. You've got people who, hey, Just I design, I produce. Hey, I'll design the clothes for your video. Yup. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll style you for your video. Hey, I'll, I'll shoot the video. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I and see. And so what now, you. like, now the way I'm thinking of it is like, okay, so how do we make this collective? And I'm like, well, okay. Having one head of something, like, there's a difference between having a head of a business and a face of a business. Mm -hmm. When you look at, oh, ASAP Rocky is the face of that business. Yeah. I don't think he's the head of it. I think everyone's probably all in it together. And that's what was important to me is like, if we're going to make a community of artists, because that's what Phoenix is sorely missing right now mm. is mm. a community of artists. And honestly, man, I listen to everything. If you're like, Hey man, I don't really fuck with hip hop that much, but I make a shit ton of electronic music. Cool. Let's do something. Now let's, my job is to take what you're doing. Let's make it tangible. Mm. So, Hey, okay. maybe it's like, Hey, you have an NFT whoever buys this nft we have a secret shelf do some fight club shit with it hey Bro, don't talk about this i'm actually glad you said fight club this is the best thing that can happen to boxing or uh, let's UFC. go let's go okay think no, about no, it no, like this, this is, right? yeah this is gonna be good so you know how people we place our bets right yeah 
let's say you a boxing is, guy then you you a big boxing fan not necessarily but a lot of my regulars that come in are actually training to be boxers okay so like they'll come in they be like oh i have a fight down here come and see me yada yada and i just like whenever i network with people who do certain thing like in the entertainment industry i try to think of a way to turn into an nft right okay. so i've had okay, people to come to me about videography okay cool you can sell your um bundle prices you buy this nft at this price this means you get access to me X amount of times a month, we can have this many sessions where I come and record this many videos for you. That's what I want to do with, I I wanted to open a studio where it was like, you have paid a subscription service and you walk in. So like, hey, yeah. if James can do this. Yeah, exactly. So you walk in where it's like, hey man, I, uh, I got an extra 20 minutes and I wanted to just record something cool. The computer's open, man. Go ahead. This is something else I got to talk to you about, but it's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be off of this one. But like, so let's say for example right let's say there's a fight tonight right okay let's say for example how this whole thing's been going on between kanye and pete and then uh paul has been trying to get them to like fight <laughs> so let's say nfts come in and play with that the paul brothers are so weird because on one hand like fuck them because i, I know hate what they do <laughs> and i just don't like them as people but then they'll say something and i'm like yeah. Holy shit, they're right. <laughs> I know. So, like, when he called them both out to fight, to me, I was like, how can we use this to our advantage as NFTs? So, for example, you make an NFT with Kanye's face on it, you make an NFT with Pete's face on it, right? You put a little verses in the middle, and you put them up for auction. The best thing about NFTs, you can auction your NFTs, or you can sell them. You can sell hundreds of copies. Auction of the sin- seats. You can do that That's too. That's how you do it. You auction the seats off for it. But it's unlimited how many of each you can post, right? You have, let's say you have enough seats for 500 people. Yeah. And each row, like front rows, you know, would be this price and then this price. Almost and like this Patreon p- tiers. Yes. Or uh, Kickstarter kind yeah. of too. And people can subscribe to this monthly for fights coming or seasonal for fights coming. Or you can place bets, kind of how you do on FanDuel. Yeah. And then all you have to do is buy the NFT of who you're betting on. If I think Kanye's gonna win, I buy Kanye's NFT. And let's say you put, let's say you bought it for like two hundred bucks. It's like, all right, cool. Or let's go with cheaper. Yeah. Let's say you bought it for twenty bucks. Hey, not only did you put twenty bucks on this fight, but you got access to the pay per view now. Not just that. Not not only that because it appreciates in value. Later on, you can sell this back to us at this cost because now we can reuse it for the next show. Yeah. And then you just. It's like you spent it to make this much money, but even if you sold it to your buddy, right? Which is something a lot of people can do. You you buy this NFT, but then you can resell it to your buddy as a ticket, right? Okay. For a show. It doesn't matter how much they pay for it, how much you charge. I'll probably charge my buddy like $5 less. Yeah. I still get my yeah. 10% royalty. Okay. Because so, you have the full rights to it. Because it's yours. That's it's what the completely NFT is. tied it's back to me because of how the uh, blockchain works. And it's almost like um, like a StockX almost. Mm-hmm. How like, listen, Nike doesn't give a shit that you're selling their shoe. You already bought it. But it's like this. It just creates that opportunity for people to just not only like be able to consolidate all of their streams of income into one platform or just like one thing. Like if you sell art and then you make this and then you make music, you do that. Sell it all as an NFT. Masego just did that. That uh, Tara video they made yo listen they just that's sold been on it constant as... rotation for about three years now <laughs> bro it just sold out as an so nft hard. yesterday damn for real 
I woke up in the morning. I saw the notification on Instagram, right? And they were going for like the starting price was like twenty bucks, and then the highest one I believe was like two or four hundred, and it was going live six hours from when I seen it. So I told myself, remember to go buy this as soon as it go live. I ended up getting stuck in a meeting with one of my employees. I look at it, everything was sold out. Well, I think that was the thing that, that bugged a lot of people out was like, okay, well, it's on the internet. How can you sell it out? Just make another JPEG. That's not the point. You don't have the actual audio that goes with it. Right. Because, like, the way it was broken up, there was, like, a certain NFT that was just playing the saxophone. A certain NFT that was just playing the keys. And then there's, oh, like... cool. Okay. So there's certain different ways to do it. Even, like, as a beat maker, you can sell, like, your beats as NFTs. Sell the snare, smell the kick. I have a I have a drum kit that I want to sell that has you know twenty drums in it uh, you know twenty kicks twenty snares hi hats everything I'm selling this for X amount of price. You can buy individual uh, instruments or you can buy the whole pack. You buy the NFT. I email you. Actually, there could be a link in it after you purchase. Because once you purchase the NFT, it'll reveal your link or whatever it is that comes with it. Right. And then you click it, you go to your download link, you download your stuff, you're done. Okay. And I'm seeing, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get it now. Because, and we talked about this a little bit, but I can't, I can't not talk about this. I don't care about wearing Jordans in the metaverse. Mm. I don't. Mm. Because... Honestly, straight up, and I'm saying this as a, a I was in, when I was in the army, I was IT, and so I had to be plugged into tech. I don't see the metaverse popping off for another five, ten years. The thing about the example, like, did you hear like the New York, uh, the New Jersey, uh, the Brooklyn Nets? The Brooklyn Nets had this whole thing where they're like, "Oh, this is basketball in the metaverse, and you can watch it." And it was like, "This is just 2K." Yeah. So like the thing with about the metaverse is like Facebook, you need to catch up to video games first. Yes. Just just catch up to The Sims. <laughs> like, just get to Grand Theft Auto. Then we can start talking about the multiverse. Now, that being said, if at a certain point you're just like, fuck it, we're just going to make this, it's just going to be Ready Player One. Yeah. That's if, that's, what... if that's what your goal is, and it's just like, because if you're using, stop trying to sell it to businesses. Have you seen that movie, like, uh, what's his name? Something Guy. Oh, Free Guy, yeah. Free Guy. you seen that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you seen the part where he put on the glasses and everything popped up? Yes. yes Augmented yes, yes. reality. That's what I, I I'm more of a believer right right now, like at this very second, of augmented reality than virtual reality. Yes. Like at I would, this very, very second. I would much prefer augmented reality, which is why I think Nike bought into that. It's like brand. that Pokemon Go at that point. Yeah. They're actually coming out with the Pokemon Go that's related to that'd be our fly. I don't know, man. That's so they're actually coming out with a Pokemon Go that's going to be connected to augmented reality. It's either going to be partnered up with Facebook or Apple. Because I know Apple is actually going to be releasing their virtual reality and augmented reality glasses soon. This was released, uh, revealed in their last... Uh, uh, the last uh, uh, developers conference? Yeah. yeah. So when I heard about that, I was like, okay, what's something they can do? Their phones are already built with 3D scanners. Yeah. And... All this being tied in together, augmented reality is literally around the corner, which is completely okay because I mean, now, no, we're seeing it now for a yeah. lot of things. Like, for example, right? For me, this is a project that I was gonna work on. I'm not too. It's not a big project, so I, I don't mind talking about it. Uh, Digital Studio, 
for virtual reality and augmented reality, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're not able to drive to your studio session today. You put on your augmented uh, or your headset. Those things are built in with microphones almost as good as these guys. So you can pretty much record. Yeah, that was my first question was going to be the sound quality. Mm -hmm. You can almost record through them. And with the not even that much work being done with the way FL Studio is built now, Logic is built, you don't need that many auto-tunes or reverbs, none of this stuff. You can just send it to a basic processor and it cleans it up for you. You can easily have a studio session off your couch. Right here. And that's something that between, you know what, the Epic buying Bandcamp makes a lot more sense now. It makes a lot more sense now. But the, between like SoundCloud and Bandcamp and all these things where it's like, guys, I, I don't want to say you have no excuse to, to succeed. I, I hate saying there's, that. No, I... Pardon I hate me. saying that, and the reason why I hate saying that is because there's a lot of reasons to why things are in your way. Yeah. And I don't want to ever discount that. That being said, if you are willing to do... If you're willing to expand your horizons, there's a lot of success that you can have. For me, I like to tell people... You're just making excuses. You're really just creating an excuse to where you don't have to get up. You don't have time to make it to the studio session? No problem. We will create an app to where you just put on your fucking headset, you put on your glasses, and you're sitting in the booth with me. Yeah. We'll get your recording done. You're gone. You don't even have to leave the couch you're sitting on. So today, me and my mom had a conversation. She's like, well, why are you driving? Because I have, I have a couple of different, uh, different things I'm doing today. She's like, why are you driving all over the place for this? And she's like, you could just as easily just go ahead and, you know, do it on do it on uh, Skype. Mm -hmm. And she's right. You have to pay a little bit of a fee, which I hate. Because, like, why are we doing this? Like, it, I'm sorry. Was my $3.99 a month really going to put you over the edge of Skype? Fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I was thinking about it. And I it kind of, I, I had a real reason after a while. Like, I had to really think. But it was like, these conversations... The, the thing is, I want technology to be married with that human feeling. Yes. That human... And this is what I was telling her. I was like, listen, no matter how excited you get over Skype, it's not the same as talking face-to-face. -face. Nope. But the thing is, cool. How do we... How do we... Um, how do we How do we manage that? This is how... How do we get it so, like, you can do things... Because all this technology... And everybody, everyone's so scared of, like, oh, well, they're going to automate us out. And, that, like... I'm excited for certain things like that because those things where it's like, yeah, we automated. You can automate McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You cannot automate a five-star restaurant. No. There's going to be that little thing that that chef does that he can't tell you. You're going to be like, yeah, what is that? What is that flavor? Funny recipe. And then six years later, you're going to find out, oh, it was fish sauce. Mm -hmm. Bro had fish sauce that he put on, the, you know, the whatever, you know. He, oh, he ground up the, the portobello mushroom with shiitake mushroom that put fish sauce in it and he gave it that different distinct flavor and you're like, oh. And, and you can't program a machine to do that. No. But this is where augmented reality comes into play. So you know how Apple has that little, um, what is it called? Um, that little drum thing on their phone? Yeah, yeah. The, the thing on the inside that the, has you turn it? Uh, yeah, so... I'm gonna I forgot it. what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. But so imagine this, right? Augmented reality. The glasses they bring out, right? It connects to their phone. This is what I want to see. It connects to that to the phone, and that app, all these instruments, would just oh, for like GarageBand or something. Yeah, all these instruments would just come live. So instead of having a physical keyboard here, I would have uh like 
you can have like an augmented keyboard because with the way they're doing certain things now with certain some of the controllers kind of like how you can punch in certain games yeah you can use those controllers to and it's not like we didn't see stuff like that with guitar hero right so this like is like they're doing that in 2011 <laughs> you know what i mean now, like, imagine apple creating this but with this little scanner here you can project that an entire studio how far do you think before we have something like that happening where you can actually interact with it that's kind of i'm not good at like the engineering aspect of it though but i'm kind of working on something like that because i mean it, having physical keys not physical but like having something that you can tangibly touch I think that's probably the next, the next step. With it's already a thing. Think about boxing games, with the. Well, you still have to have the controller though. So yeah. unless you meant like, oh, yeah, I you... see what you mean. I see what you no, mean. No, here's the a... controller. Have I got you, you. Have you heard of Rukuku? I think it's what it's called. Mm. So what they do is they make like those uh kind of like the Ready Player on those uh fit those outfits. Yeah. That uh, pretty much takes your character into the game. Excuse me. They have gloves for those now. Okay, so you mean something like that. Okay, I thought you meant just like almost like a... And then I also have this cool little keyboard. So it's a, it's like a keyboard mouse. I forgot where I left it. So it just wraps around my finger like rings. It doesn't... Cr- it okay. Doesn't, so it's not even my entire hand. It's just like okay. five rings. I'm with you. I'm with and then you it's, what it is, it's a mouse. I just put it right here and I can move my entire screen. Yeah. Or I can stand back here. And I can move my mouse around. I got you. I so got you. imagine that being incorporated with Apple's technology. Right. So now we have these things, and I'm sitting in my studio, and boom, I could record. And now you can even incorporate NFTs into that because I can now start selling the instruments. As, instruments. Yeah. I'm going to sell you this. You could even do it where it's like, hey, if you buy this beat machine, right? You buy this TR-808. You get the NFT for it, too. Mm-hmm. So if you want to travel, you don't want to bring your 808 with you. You can be you on know. a plane. Yep. Literally on a plane, you put your sh- you put your headset on, and you're on a plane, and you're playing with your drum kit. There's nothing in front of you. Because, like, me, when I'm driving, a lot of times when I'm listening to music and I'm driving, I'll be on my uh, my uh, steering wheel just yeah. as if I'm, like, hitting the drum. But imagine now you're actually seeing this with your headset in front of you, and you're making real it's, sounds. The wildest thing is, like, we thought that you remember that video of uh, Lil Wayne was rapping on the tour bus because he built a studio on his tour bus? Yeah. And we thought that was, like, the illest thing ever. And now, like, we're talking about, no, man. Like, imagine, like, you can, if you ever have a beat in your head, it's just, you know, you put on your gloves and you're good to go. You're sitting That's... there, you're just making, on your, you're making your beat. You have your keyboard right here floating to your right. You have your drum kit floating to your left. And you're just sitting there, you're just jamming out. This is a lot more exciting. So, okay, when we first talked about, oh, let's do an NFT, I completely expect, I don't like debating with people. Oh, no, man. I completely expected, like, okay, let's go into this and let's fucking, like, we're going to have an argument. And then, I don't know why, but something just told me, like, yo, listen. You know what it was? The Cool Kids just released an album. They were talking about NFTs and stuff. And they were talking, I happened to come across a video on YouTube. And that was the universe just telling me, like, hey, man. Give this a shot before you shoot it down. For me, like, I kind of had the idea you were going to come in with that. For me, I love selling NFTs to people. Not, like, actually selling the NFTs, yeah. but, like, the idea of NFTs to people. Because it's definitely a way to not only make more money, but it's also a way for people to expand their life, their businesses, their ventures, everything. So I've had to be like kind of that de facto tech guy. 
of like, oh hey Braven, you 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 work on computers. What's this about? And like there are certain things I've had to explain. Like listen, crypto, no one really owns it. It's and you have to like kind of figure. Out, I don't I not dumb it down, but like you have to kind of figure out a way to like okay, how do I explain this in a way that. Because I understand that, like, oh, okay, so we're decentralizing money. That's what got me into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're decentralizing money. Oh, that's punk as fuck. That's anarchist as fuck. Like, yeah. because especially, be- and, and this is the hardest part, is, like, me being someone who is very, like, socially conscious. And I, I, I do agree with certain things where when people are like, hey, maybe the best way to, you know, not have borders and all these different things like make like legitimate government change is to step away from it and so i'm like okay no bitcoin i believe like because bitcoin they said off rip we're here to use as a currency that's not a dollar that's not a yen that's you know and that's what got me into bitcoin a while ago and now i'm like okay so but people are using this to get rich quick and that's not cool and then when the nfts came out i was like this is going to be another get rich rich quick scheme all over again and then i started seeing smaller and smaller artists use it and i'm like there's a reason why these smaller artists keep going back to this and why like snoop dogg is even talking about this because even then like when i saw snoop dogg i was like does he really know what he's talking about it's crazy and now i kind of see like oh this is what he's trying to do just doing research in it and like not even a crazy amount of research. I watched like four videos on YouTube and I was like, oh. He's close to his Twitter. Yeah, his Twitter's actually popping off with the mouth. His think about it. Twitter is like going off about NFTs. But no one explains it. Because when you you read it, when by the time you find it, Bobby Hundreds has been talking about it for three years, yeah. but you only saw the one tweet. And that's my biggest issue with a lot of with a lot of this is like, hey, I don't have an issue with your tech. I have an issue with how you're disseminating knowledge. Mm. I need you to be able to explain this is how we... Not you necessarily, but like, are people really explaining this? And even if they are explaining this, and this is an issue that I'm running into with my podcast, if I'm having these discussions and nobody's listening, am I really having these discussions? So that's why what I started doing, like like with that, so everybody, all the people that I work with, uh, for their NFT project, I go through the same thing. How we're talking about this, yeah. And I tell them everything that I know about NFTs, how they can make money, how to explain it to their fans, how their fans can make money, and I t- even offer to do like a sit down with them, like a yeah. video, go live on Instagram, and explain it to their fans as well, so they have something to show them. So that way, we'll talk I- about that because I think I, I have an idea for that, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, cool. Because like. If there's a full explanation as to why I should buy your NFTs as a supporter. Or why I should buy NFTs in general. Yeah. People might be more interested. But if you just like, I got this NFT project coming with, you know, my 12 new songs. And they're just like, what the fuck is an NFT? Or Steve Aoki stopping a concert to be like, hey guys, guess what? Right. And it's like, no, that's not how you should go about it. If you say, okay, cool. New technology. This is the full explanation that I have. With a YouTube link or just like an easy word doc type yeah. of screenshot posted on uh, Instagram. People understand what you're selling and then you bring the product. Okay, you start promoting it, you know, months ahead. When I first heard it, it was Nike talking about, oh, you can wear your shoes in the multiverse. And I'm, and I'm thinking about now and I'm like, Nike, you were so close. All you need to say was, 
Hey, when you buy a pair of shoes, you can get, wear them in 2K too. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. That's that all been you needed to say. Best selling. That's point. all you needed to say. Disney is trying to do the same thing, and this is what I want to see Disney do versus what I think Disney is actually gonna do, which is not a bad idea, but it would work out better this way. So you see these lights are here around yeah. my table. Imagine those with the same technology that projects. Okay. You put it around the ceiling of any house, major buildings, and you incorporate uh, VR and AR. I could be in my house hanging out with Mickey Mouse. You want to go cook? You can have Mickey Mouse running around the living yeah. room with your kids. You know, you have Disney princesses swimming through your carpet. And you know what? Your kids. Even even it, taking it a bit further, did you hear how they made the Mandalorian? It's okay. It's fucking crazy, and mm. you're you you'd appreciate this. It's a circular CGI set that's mixed between augmented reality, actual like reality, and CGI. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so we, we just talked about the Mandalorian set, which is it's basically a giant room that looks like a green looks like it should be green. Well, it is a green screen, but you can see the background in real time. Yeah. So there's no more acting with nothing, and I think that's the coolest thing because imagine all the possibilities you want to do something with AR with that. Imagine the possibilities. Imagine what you can do with like. All right, listen. So. You bought this NFT, and now we have you, so you can get this, you know, you can get this AR experience where you can see, where you can change your camera. Like, imagine this for, like, single parents. And this is why, I, I this is what brought this idea to me, was because of my nephew. And uh, I actually came up with this back when my nephew was, like, five, and he's almost 11 now. Okay. So I thought maybe I could have, like, a Disney character, because at the time he was watching this show called Pangu. Mm-hmm. It's like this stupid Pangu clay Pangu that walks around, <laughs> uh, running around the house making dumb noises. I was like, I can have Pangu running around with them in the apartment. Yeah. And then I was like, damn. Single parents investing into this technology easily. Um, you got to focus on finishing your schoolwork, catching up on work in general, or you got to cook. You can have Mickey Mouse running around the house with your kid. You can get yourself an imagine, uh, get your kid an imaginary pet. You wanna, your kid wants to go to Disneyland. You can have Disney princesses running around your house. Yeah. All this stuff, and then this is something. And Disney- it doesn't have to take away from the actual experience of it either. Exactly. Can- and parents can benefit a lot from this, and this that's something Disney can do. You know, they can make a lot of money off of it. But I think what they're actually gonna do is. Probably some sort of virtual collectible. Yeah, virtual reality. You put on the headset and you're in, you know, this virtual Disneyland, virtual roller coasters. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if they humanize it more by catering to single parents or just, like, hell, I could have an imaginary, a little digital dog running around here with my dog. Keep him occupied. If he gets really bad anxiety, cool, you can have... Uh, you know, a hologram of yourself hanging out at home with your Because I got two dogs, and you know what? Like, sometimes, like, they, get, they go nuts. That's a lot, yeah. man. Like, so it's like, stuff like that, for me, that's the that's the future that I look forward to. And then when I think about augmented and all that stuff, that's what I want to see happen. Because you're taking away from, like, making everything completely machine. But we're benefiting... Using it with us instead of like to replace us. Yes. That's what I'm 
And I think that's seeing that and seeing how like because I was like, okay, so people are doing all these NFTs, so are people gonna stop doing physical art? Well, no. I hope not. I yeah, I would hope not. Hope I, not. I don't think they will. I would hope not. But it's like NFTs. What's happening with it is board ape. You just. They're making it a party thing. Even with this new coin, that's uh, this new NFT that's coming out. I don't know what it's called, but I guess you buy it and you get invited to like parties in Dubai. That's the yeah. That's... And I'm like, I get it. It's cool, but what are they partying over? What are they celebrating? Are we networking out there, or is just a bunch of? Was there a rule that said like you're not allowed to network, or like you're not allowed to? Because I heard one thing where it's like they had a party, but like the rule was you can't network here. Can't. It's like the most. The... That makes no sense. Like unless you're just going to just get absolutely just shit faced. And that's what that's what's becoming of NFTs, and that's what's like being that's the narrative that's being pushed a lot on major platforms. Yeah. But like some clothes companies like Adidas and Nike, what I think they should do is go augmented reality first, and then go virtual reality with their NFTs. You buy this NFT shoe. You get the augmented reality version because people are more than likely gonna jump on that augmented reality. Go even Wait. more basic. Hey, if you buy this, if you buy this, uh, this jersey, guess what? You get it in FIFA, bro. Yeah, you can wear it in FIFA. Yeah, I can have your character created, and then you can be one of the crowd in the crowd. Yeah, something like that. But it's like, why are y'all playing around with? I don't know. They're just gonna ruin it before we can actually like get to it, which is why I've been trying to get a lot of people on that. And that's the thing about the internet. I don't think anything's ever truly dead on the internet. No. I think that things aren't as big as they were. People are just dumb to how... Well, let me not <laughs> say dumb. People are late to certain things. You know, I have friends where I try to explain NFTs to them. And they're like, yeah, fine, fine. It's like, okay, you have a clothing line, you have a store. But you don't want to listen to how you can benefit from making NFTs. Think about it, right? If I sell hats, all I have to do is find a 3D template of a hat, run it through Blender, add a little camera, some lighting to it. That's a 30-minute YouTube video right there. And sell copies of it with different logos. You buy the NFT hat, I ship you the physical hat. Now, instead of having to go through a third-party company to have a website yeah. and like all this stuff, I charge you directly through here and all the money that comes through the NFT can one be invested directly into more of what I have in that coin the Ethereum or the Polygon and since Polygon is now on Coinbase it makes it easier to extract money that's actually been kind of the one of the big steps I want to take with currency exchange is I want to accept Bitcoin Bitcoin for sure Bitcoin just because that's the easiest one right yeah. now and I mean Litecoin and Ethereum and uh, Ethereum is going to take a while it, yeah it, yeah and so that's asking a lot of people, to be honest. Like, if we're keeping it completely real, that's asking a lot of people. Yeah. It but is. if you can just say, hey, listen, Ooh. this is a version, this is just another version of you to have something. And if you pair it with that physical media, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, that physical good, hey, guess what? This hat right here, you can wear it in the metaverse. We can make a picture of you wearing it, you know online to use is this this and this you can get this exclusive this this and this i think that's the easiest way to explain it to people yeah the same way you already sell merch same like i was just saying with uh i had a, a guy come to the dispenser and he was like oh yeah come to my store i sell clothes yada yada and 
all I sent them was I created a template for him of a card with a jacket that I just screenshotted off of Google and then I put it on there and it was a rotating display of what he's actually already making yeah. in his store and I said this could be your store and you don't have to pay a third-party company for a website you can go directly off of OpenSea they don't charge you for posting it's free to process all of your stuff free to post as opposed to a more they take a uh, percentage of the profits that's the thing because it's not ethereum based gas fees are s there's no gas fee to upload either okay so if it was on an ethereum uh, blockchain you would have to pay that ethereum gas fee i mean you can upload it under the ethereum blockchain using OpenSea, but you could also use um matic which is polygon and with that it's free to upload so let's do, let's do this because we've got a lot we we probably should have started with this to keep it to keep it <laughs> So, we'll say third grade level. Explain to a third grader what's an NFT. NFT. The best way I can describe an NFT is the receipt for your Gucci bag. You go buy a Gucci bag and you're walking around with that bag. Somebody can call you out for wearing a fake Gucci bag. If I pull out my phone and I'll show you this NFT that was sent to me by um, Gucci themselves. This is my receipt. This shows that this is the one and only. You can call me, you, you can say it looks like a bootleg, but this was one of the five copies that were created. Right. This is my receipt that shows you. So it's just a digital receipt. It could be a digital receipt. It could be artwork for people. If you paint, right? Yeah. I could sell you a digital copy of my art. Uh, let's not even mention price. I could sell you the digital copy of the art. You can do anything with that art because now it belongs to you. Right. You are the sole, the one and only owner. People can copyright, I mean, they can copy and paste this, but you're the only person who has the very first copy, mm -hmm. the barcodes that originated with this copy when it was uploaded, so anything else created off of it is not original. I mean, this is going a bit more, but this is the one and only painting done by Jalo. Everything else is a fake, kind of like the fake Mona Lisa's and yeah. the fake photos of whatever. This is the original. I am. And even the then, you don't. It, it's it, it's a print. Yeah. Like we know that the original was hanging in the Louvre, but if you want a print of the Mona Lisa, okay. If you want the original one, I have the original one. Yeah. And you can reach out to me and buy it from me. But this also helps whoever originally created this to get some kind of profit. Like Bleep, when he sold that painting for six point nine, I think it was six point nine or sixty nine million. All that. If it was resold at a much higher price, he's getting 10% of whatever that is. That's a lot of money to start with. And uh, upcoming artists, local artists, if I partner up with this restaurant, whatever, and I have my stuff uploaded somewhere or posted somewhere, you can buy it. That's cool. You have a copy of it. I have the original still. This one is the original of the, of the one that I did. Right. If I sold the digital artwork, and I sent them that, now they own the original copy. Right. This has my signature right there. So anybody else who has this artwork, without my signature, it's not the original one. So think of it as like the verification that shows that I purchased. It's buying a shirt with no tags on it. Yeah. People can get rid of tags. I can get rid of, like even if brand names didn't want to advertise the name of the brand so heavily, and they sold this product as like a third-party company. Cool, it's still attached to this brand name because it's under the same umbrella. Right, because that's don't. just Nike, Jordan, whatever. Exactly. I don't have to 
advertise it or throw it in your face. But in terms of like artist wise, it's just another way for people to not only monetize music, but like it just frees independent artists from having to fight for label placement. You know, it opens gateways for artists to network heavily and you know share their music without having to have access to major label brands either or big um, fan base. Because if I have ten people who like my music and really like my music and I sell my shit for five dollars, I tell people we just spent five dollars. Yeah. And I appreciate the support because now I can give you rights to that. But and that's a solid fifteen dollar payday. And if mm-hmm. I you just and let's say you did that for just a song. Yeah, and I didn't have to share none of that with no label or no right. nothing. Just for profit to me. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. You 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 definitely converted me. You definitely converted me. But with the uh, have you heard of Gary V? Mm-hmm. So Gary V speaks heavily on NFTs and I respect it. But just like how he does certain things, like well, his project personally, the the ones he posted and sold, I was like, what's the point behind it though? <coughs> I never, I didn't understand his, the artwork because it was like. There's some guys. Gary Vee's a good example. Um, most of Board Ape now is a good example. Elon Musk is kind of a good example. Grimes is a good example of like, okay, but like why though? And Snoop Dogg was in that list. The people, I'm like, what are you, Snoop, what are you doing? And then I saw them, I'm like, oh, this man knows what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> and, like, even Tory Lanez, you see how he put out his, uh, the French, Frenchies as NFTs? Because he <laughs> dropped his last album with the NFT pack called Frenchies. There were a bunch of French dogs, different design, different prints, different... Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So, with that, he's cracked the NFT industry, pretty much. He made over And he got his music out. Easily. That's why the weird thing was like, and I'm not necessarily a huge Nicki Minaj fan, but like when, and uh, uh, Kanye just did this too, and they're like, well, we're not going to count your sales of the bundle to Billboard charts. That's fine. That's how I feel about it. Okay, cool. Guess what? I just sold a $50 CD because I threw, think about, okay, think about how much a CD costs, like to make, just, just a CD. That's what, like maybe... 30 cents. And then how much is a t-shirt, honestly? It's like fifty. No, if you go through the right company, you're paying like 50 cents. Yeah. So it's like... And then you throw in something else, too. And maybe a poster, which but that's probably another... Probably another 50 cents, to be honest. At most, you just spend like two bucks. Yeah. And you, and you just sold it for $50. Yeah. And I didn't have to share with the record label, who would have probably taken about 75%, if not more. Right. And it's like, people need to see, especially with the artists that I'm working now, and the, the three that I've already partnered up with, they really see the vision behind it. And, like, they see how many ways they can put out their music. Like, I could sell the same exact song a million times if I wanted. <coughs> Think about how many views you You know you what's dope? You also open that up to remixes. Yes. Easily. Because I was thinking, like, why would you want to do that? And it's like, well... Now, instead of licensing my song and trying to figure out who gets the rights to this, bro, you want to remix it? I don't care. You want to chop it for a sample? Do it. Yep. Because now you just bought the whole song. You own... This just created something whole new. So now, this is just off the top. 
let's say I put out this song, right? And then I sell a bit of uh, rights of it, kind of like how Nas did. Yeah. And then if you buy certain rights, let's say you buy like 50 seconds of this certain clip, you could remix it. Yeah. And then that whole clip would now be posted on uh, OpenSea, but it still has ties to the original song. So it can tie you to the original song, which brings in fan base as well. That completely changes the entire everything about like streaming. And like the co- the argument about copyright and can I play this in a in a in you know in, on a video? Can I use this for? You don't have to fight no. with any of that anymore. Because there are people who actually sell hey, music. If you want on my here, song, if you want to sample it, cool. The NFT is right there. Buy it and then you can do whatever you want with it. Kind of like with uh, guys who make just audios for a film. Imagine that, like back in like when iTunes first started, and like if you were able to like buy maybe maybe the album's not twelve dollars, oh maybe it's God. like fifteen. And it's like, yeah, and I can play this wherever I want. I think by if that was created then, a lot of people who are like B-list artists now would have definitely been A-list. My favorite rapper of all time would have been the, would have no question what the GOAT, who like, in the GOAT conversation. Like, okay. My favorite rapper of all time is Lupe Fiasco. Really? Imagine, fuck Lupe. The, <laughs> imagine all the remakes that have been created like even just even a basic one well you don't all these guys who do stuff that aren't necessarily the same like topics that record labels want to talk about bro i'll just buy it from you and now i'll play it in my skate video or in my fashion show or in my music whatever now uh 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 commercial companies don't have to go through big label companies anymore for uh audios for movies and just commercials, period. Now I can just and let's keep it a bean. Companies like Sony, you already own the songs. Yeah. You, you own the song for the, and the movie that you are licensing the song for. It cuts out so much bullshit. So much. So much. And like, for people like me, this is where I benefit a lot off of NFT. Because I can sell my beats. Mm-hmm. I can sell hooks and stuff like that. I can sell artwork. I can sell, even for you, you can sell website templates on here. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You can sell website that's templates. Good. You can sell website uh, clips, I mean, podcast clips. So, for example, let's say you do a spe- uh, like a special training. Because that's actually been, I was just about to say that, that's been something that's been requested for me a couple times. If people want to learn how to do podcasts at the level that you're doing it, you can sell tickets for seminars. Here are, you know, it's just like a two-second uh, audio of you talking. And then you put it on there. Anybody who buys this NFT at 5 to 30 bucks gets to uh, tickets to the seminar. Yeah. Or gets, you know, the link to where I'm going to be at, to where they can come and have a sit and, like, meet and greet with me. Yeah, all this co- stuff. I, I'll, I'll coach you one-on-one. I'll do this. I'll do that. Or if you even just want to be on a podcast, you can buy mm-hmm. tickets. You want to have a podcast with me where you want to speak about something specific that you want to make people aware of? Okay, cool. I've been trying to... I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I've been trying to figure out between sponsorships and Patreon. Like, what Both. should I do? Should I do both? Should I do neither? Both. both. And let's let's do you a fucking buy. NFT and combine it. Yeah, you can literally make your money from Patreon as it is, mm-hmm. and then you can create an NFT that supports sponsorship. Yeah. Kind of like... This, but you're keeping the money. You don't yeah. have to give five percent to Patreon. Bro, and you don't have to. What's that? Um, fund me. 
NFTs yeah. can literally ruin fund me businesses. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. <laughs> they because probably. if you, if I put up this picture and I say I'm selling a million copies of this at five dollars a piece, yeah, to help me with this cause, you just have to buy the NFT. Oh shit! And all you gotta do, you could even make the NFT a video of hey, listen, Preview. I'll update you on what we're doing. I'll you know, I'll I won't have to post this on Instagram. I'll just tell you know because I, I saw somebody who did that. I think their dog got hit by a car and she had to post like every single day. Otherwise people would ask her and it's like, no, if you bought the NFT, you don't even need to know about this. It doesn't have to. And it's completely private. Did you hear, this is one of the things I I just heard about this. I read this crazy ass article. I think we probably read the same one. Um, Tragically, a, a woman got shot or something like, I think she got shot and the video of it was floating on YouTube and so the thought is he might make an NFT on it to keep it private because that's his own copyright material that'll be fucked the reason why he's doing that though it's not like so he can like you know it's not it's just so people will will stop sharing it because he's already done it he already told Facebook to stop and Google to stop but they it's the internet nothing's dead on the internet so now if you want to post this Go ahead and post this video to YouTube. You're going to get a copyright strike. Mm-hmm. And copyright law is crazy in a lot of places. And you can literally... The, whatever name you have, have for your company, if you copyright that name, that is your collection name. Right. So, for example, for my clothing line that I'm going to work on with my brother, it's called Paye, French for paid. Okay. It's... Um, Whatever I put out, I can put out as an NFT. You buy that, you get the physical product. Yeah. And this is your one, brother into this too? Uh, no, I plan on teaching it. <laughs> okay, okay. So he's he's gonna be moving back here next week from uh, oh, nice. Seattle. So it gives me the time to go ahead and break everything down to him and just like get him caught up and then move forward from there. Because my sister's already on board with it. She already has her company started, so we're gonna move with that. But. I sell you uh, digital copies, you get physical copies. But this allows me to play and really interact with my patients. Well, not patients. I'm thinking like this. With my uh, customers. You you buy the NFT. If you really like it, you can reach out to me directly through here and tell me, hey, can you make me a custom piece? Yeah. And I can sell you custom pieces. If Gucci wanted to make custom pieces, they can do that on here. You know what's funny too? I, I was talking to my tattoo artist, and we kind of joked about like, "Oh man, we should get you know get you into NFTs," but like, we couldn't figure out what they were. But like, I'm thinking for a tattoo artist now. Dude, oh, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. So, let's say you can cut. You can use this however you want. You can use this for whatever design. You can pay for your sessions through that as well. I can post pictures of the tattoos itself. Yeah. If you buy that. That picture, you come in, you get tatted with it. You just show me your receipt of the NFT purchase. Yeah. As simple as that. And they can use that to sell tattoos. They can use that to sell piercings, uh, subscriptions. Because now you just put your art out there. I mean, mm-hmm. tattoo artists are already doing this. But now you have the actual physical design. And the, I'm, I'm with this. You got me. You got me. There's honestly no way to lose it. If you already have a fan base... Barbers can do this too. Mm-hmm. You know how they have the little website and you can book time frames. Okay, you just go on here and you pay for a weekly to monthly subscription. It costs 
all you have to do is put together the math for a six month subscription yeah. and then you price that nft is that they buy that they are signed up they just have to reach out to me because they get my direct access now right now you can call me you can text me you can instagram me i reach no there's no a, here's your subscription hey man because this is when i was in the, uh my barber hey man first friday of the month at noon get my haircut mm-hmm. that's what you own you own that time i mean it's, it's weird to say you own that time but like you know outside of hey crazy crazy stuff which again that's how receipt works yeah outside of crazy crazy things hey you know you got this time so i'm gonna be expecting you Now I'm thinking about this. I have a friend. You good? Yeah. I have a friend who owns a restaurant. Um, have you heard of Pachamama? Nah. Okay, it's a vegan restaurant. I absolutely love this restaurant. Okay, where, where's it at? It's uh, it's on Indian School, and I believe like right past Nineteenth Avenue. It's like right there by the Domino's Pizza. But it's a vegan restaurant. I'll send you the link on Instagram. They make the best vegan food, right? So let's say they wanted to sell their vegan, they wanted to branch out into NFTs. They can literally make their logo an NFT and price out the cost of a certain dish for a course of a week. So if you come into lunch every single day at the same place, okay. You buy this NFT that costs you 38 bucks, that's seven plates or so. Yeah. Right? You come, that's every week. You. But you can buy for a year. You can yeah. buy for a month. And you can use it whenever you want. And let's say you don't come every single day. You have just a 12-day period. You know, it, you, for the next year, if you just want to show up 12 times, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to show up, you know, every single it just, day. It, it takes out the middleman with so much now. Okay. I'm actually going to go to their restaurant and pitch this idea to them now. Because why not? Yeah. Because they're already doing pop-ups everywhere, so this yeah. helps them with the pop-ups as well. You get notified of every single pop-up. You get notified 10 minutes before everybody else or whatever. No middleman anymore. Yeah. Hmm. You got me, man. You got me. So, I mean, I know what the answer is going to be before we wrap up. I already know what you're going to say. Do you have anything to push? Like, me? anything to plug, anything that you want to talk about on your own? I would say if you are an artist of any type, if you paint, you draw, you make beats, you... Whatever it is, you rap, you sing, you play the guitar, you want to sell your anything. Reach out to me and help. Let me help you push your product. Where do they find you? They can reach out to me at jalo.d at on Instagram. J H A L O dot D, and that's going to be on Instagram. Just message me. Let me know what your idea is. If you have a clothing line and you want to find a way to get the idea out there to your uh, client base. I will literally show you and I will give you guys uh, blueprints and templates that I've already created. I have templates created for musicians, uh, anywhere, uh, people in the food industry, people in the uh, clothing industry. We, I already have everything created. Reach yeah. out to me. We will put something out for you and then get you started. And my guy over here already makes a uh, website. So yeah, no, oh, oh, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But uh, so, yeah, no, we got some, now I got some plans and got some things to talk about, but but look out for my collection dropping NFA non fungible artists. So this is also going to create that opportunity, that uh, collective space for everybody to come and you know be creative with other 
artists of different types. So you can network with other musicians, other painters, everything. Yeah. So. I'm with it. I'm get with at it. Me. I'm with it. Yeah, because now I got some ideas. But hey, knowledge, <laughs> yo. It, it's this is why I love doing the podcast so much because that knowledge that you share and that experience that you share, everyone has something to teach you. Everybody has something to teach you, good or bad. I've learned some bad things from people, and I'm like, all right, cool. Not do that I know again. about that. But hey, everyone has something to teach you. Talk to everyone. Give everyone a shot. All right. We're definitely gonna be talking about the NFTs more, but sounds good. I think we I think we got. I think that's yes, sir. oh hour fifteen. See, come on. It's funny. Everyone who says, "Oh man, I'm not sure." I say this every week. Everyone who's like, "Oh, I'm not sure if I can do a podcast," so I don't know. I'm like, I guarantee you, I can get an hour out of you. I guarantee you. Like that's that's that's, that's my problem. <laughs> but um, no, this is this this is excellent. This is really really good stuff. I hope I hope some people learn from this. But yeah, awesome. Hey, um, yeah, that's, that's really how it comes. That's all I can say, because, like, I'm getting a chance to learn something like this is not something that happens very often. No. I'm actually willing to teach people, too. So if you want to learn, like I said, reach out to me on Instagram. I have a Google Drive. It caters more towards, like, stocks and cryptos. Yeah. But I can update it for NFTs as well. And just reach out to me, and I'll literally just send you the link. It's a free drive. I don't charge for it at all. Cool. All right, hey, I think we're good. Thank you so much. And, uh, hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it this far. I think we're good. Peace.